How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Dom Giordano show. So Wonder Woman plans a Hollywood screening of the Hamas atrocities against Jews. Now, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that's received. It's accurate. We know about it. There's footage. They put it up on their social media. They were happy about it. They were celebrating that. So it'll be interesting to see who attends and what Hollywood has to say about that. All right. Here locally tomorrow, though, we got the uh, school board race out in Central Bucks. Dana Hunter doing a heck of a job. National attention on $600,000 that they know of. I think it's well over a million probably have been spent on that local school board race. Just picture that. Just that why. Well, we've talked about why. We've laid it out. We have the Supreme Court race. They guesstimate $20 million will be spent ultimately on that or more. We have the Jersey races, which are wild. We have the mayor's race where it doesn't appear it will be close. You know, but who knows, given um, anything that happens, you never know till it's over. And somebody who lives by that credo, that's why he's been successful on the Democrat side, the chairman of the Democrat Party in Philadelphia, Bob Brady, with us in a moment. But he faces one of the wildest things we've ever seen. And we were both on Inside Story on Sunday. It's one of the best panels I've ever been on. People got along, but they were, you know, pitching things back and forth. This working families party. To me, this is to the left by a hair, if possible, of Helen Gim, where they are. And they're fraudulent in that they're really in the Democrat Party camp, but they don't want to run in the primaries to see how they would do. So. They've convinced people they're not really Democrats. They're a minority party, and they can run to get those two seats that are set aside for the minority party. Now, if it were up to me, Dan, I've said this many times and people can't believe it, I wouldn't set aside any seats for the minority. I don't believe in that. If Philadelphia really wants all Democrats or working families party or leftist, well, that's the way it should be. But the charter does say they wanted two minority party members at large to be in there. And there's one other Republican who I think will win tomorrow. But who knows? Could we see no Republican Party representation in Philadelphia? Would that be the end of the world? 
right, let's go to Bob Brady, who's in the throes of getting all this across the finish line on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Bob, pleasure on uh, Friday and yesterday seeing it on Sunday. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having us. Good to see you, too. Well, Bob, uh, the Working Families Party, where are we now with this? I laid out the way I see it, but you're the one who has the most at risk here because you're the person charged with getting Democrats over the finish line uh, here in this. And uh, these people certainly are Democrats realier, but they're not exactly that. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. They, they took the easy way out. They didn't run in a primary. Should have mm-hmm. taken advantage of, 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 of a lack of a lack of uh, voting power with the Republican Party. And four years ago when they ran, they ran quietly and they won one seat and they lost the Republicans lost the seat. Now, this year, what got me really upset and not only me, but my candidates. I mean, I got to I got to fight for our five endorsed candidates, our five large candidates. And they're the ones that are really pushing, really upset, because even on one ad, they, they even mentioned who to cut. They mentioned two Democrats that they can cut. But now they stopped that because they really came down on them. And that arrest says vote for those two first, the two the two working right. families party. Like like we don't work for families. I love these. I love these 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 these, these names they put together. And and we and, and they say vote for them, too. And then any three Democrats. Well, our party rules state. And it's not me. I don't write them. Maybe if it's nineteen fifty, our party rules, state party, city, city party will say that a Democrat cannot support anybody other than a Democrat. The state party rules say that. The the, the national party rules say that. So our candidates are pretty upset, and I don't blame them. You know, and so we're just telling people that you know you want to vote for them, then you're just not going to be a part of the Democratic Party, and they're and they're and they're taking advantage. They're taking advantage, and they're putting people out at risk. And it's a disgrace what they're doing. You know, uh, it's you know, it, it, uh, that's why mainly a lot of our at-large candidates are kind of disturbed and and really calling me really, really angry about the fact that they're doing that. And I, and I don't blame them. I, I, I feel the same exact way. You know, I, I love the the Tribune's endorsement. <laughs> they say the case to be made that the working families members are really an ultra progressive Democrats and not eligible for minority party representation. And they also say they're a left-wing minority party that seeks to grab endorsements and appeal votes away from the larger Democratic Party while, hash, while, harsh, while really wholeheartedly criticizing the Democratic establishment. So they want it both ways. You know, and, and, you know look, whatever it, it, happens, happens, you know, but we're going to push as hard as we can. Now, you think uh, Republicans, as you know, I mean, have a, look, I know it's tough in a Democrat town, but they have made a good play this time. Instead of five people, they only put up two. And at least one of them uh, is somebody supported by the building trade. So I guess from your perspective, you're worried the Working Families Party takes away something and the Republicans uh, gets in there at large. Well, conventional wisdom says that we'll win our five Democrats. But guess what? Their name is on the is on every voting machine as as anybody else is. So you don't, really don't know what could possibly happen. But you're right. Four years ago, the Republicans uh, put five people up for two seats. Essentially, it was a primary election in, in the general, and they could only win for two, but they had five candidates. This year, they got a little smarter, and uh, they, they only put two candidates up for two seats. And some of them endorsed one of them that was endorsed by the building trades because he's a building trades guy, you know, and he's been supportive of the trades. So 
you know, uh, we, we'll see how we can see, but it's still they're just they're just taking advantage of people. They're hurting people, and 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 we have five candidates, and they're all good, hardworking, family sustaining jobs. People that want to have working for working families, and again. Why don't they run in the primary? They're just exploiting, you know, the process, which is totally disrespectful. And now they're after saying with their with their advertisement to just vote for them two only, uh, and then mm-hmm. vote for any three you want. I mean, it's ridiculous. You Here, know? Here's a wild and, card, and, though, Bob. Here, though, and I was kind of surprised. I mean, he is said to be. I mean, I've I've had him on and back and forth. I get he's a smart guy, but Josh Shapiro is endorsing somebody in Kendra Brooks who is in league with these Democrat socialists and with Israel in the air. They're uh, pro-Hamas, et cetera. I think she is. She's not certainly not pro-Israel. Well, what do you make of Josh Shapiro not getting it and endorsing Kendra Brooks? I, I believe he made a mistake. He's not in any other literature, and he told me he's supporting the five Democrats. I think that a lot of people don't know that he can only vote for five. Some people think because there's yeah. seven seats, they can vote for seven. And I, I don't think he, he, he thought it through. And there's a piece of literature out here with a lot of people's uh, elected officials' name on it, but he's not on it, you know. And I don't hear another 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 thing from him. And I'm sure that they've asked him to come out with a, with, with a, with a piece that says that he's endorsing them. And I don't think he's, I don't think he's doing that. I don't think he realized that he, can, he can't vote for those two and five Democrats. And what he said and what he's saying is that he, he's supporting all five of our Democrat mm-hmm. nominees. So I guess he might have right. maybe, 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 maybe yeah. did it too quickly. Let me ask you, too, because our listeners are very much interested in this from where you sit. Not that you're saying yay or nay to it. It seems to me Sherelle Parker ultimately will be in favor of the arena. But does that work that the mayor decides that, or is it Squilla, who is the representative there? And are people, by and large, in favor of that, despite my read, I think, pretty accurate, Chinatown is against it? Yes. Um, again, I think we've talked about this. It, it, it reminds me of what they did in, with Temple, where they just went to the community and says, here's what we're doing. Yeah. And, the, and, and the, the people rebelled on it. I don't think it was done properly. I think they should have talked to some more people. I think they should have met with the, with the Chinese community. And I think they should have pushed, you know, a, 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 tell them what they're doing, uh, allow them to be participant in it, uh, give them uh, employment, uh, give them like a, a piece, uh, a storefront or whatever, an office in there for the Chinese community. And I don't really know what this study coming out. I don't know. Maybe it might even benefit them because there's a lot of people going to be down there and their, their restaurants may benefit from it. I, I really don't know. The study's coming out. And you're right. I mean, it's pretty hard to be against the mayor. And, and Mark Sproul is doing what he can do. I mean, he's on the hot seat and he's listening to everybody. He's meeting with everybody. And I'm sure if, if hopefully that Sherelle Parker becomes the mayor, that she'll have a whole lot to say about it. But you're right. He's got to pass the zoning. He's got to be in favor of it or else it doesn't fly. Well, Bob, thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, Good luck against the Working Families Party tomorrow. I mean, we want to do battle on ideas with the old-time Democrats, not with these people. I hear you, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate you for what you do. God bless. Thank you, Bob. Bob Brady here on Talk Radio 1210. There you go, Dan. Kumbaya here. Is that that your strangest friendship out of all of them? Oh, you know, some listeners don't like that. I mean, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why they don't get that. I mean, Brady is much different than... 
dealing with Kendra Brooks and the uh, the other guy there. Yeah, but you've definitely have it, had it out with Brady in the past. Oh, yeah. As you said at the end there, you, you want to yeah. talk about standard political issues, not this socialist right. crap that's now yeah. seeping into Philadelphia. Exactly. Exactly. So um, we'll see tomorrow. I think David O is going to do surprisingly well for a Republican, but Republican Party infrastructure is not there. And tomorrow, you could, Dan, the worst could happen, I guess, in that you wouldn't have a single Republican in office out of 17 city council seats. A Republican Party who, you know, back in the day, I mean, it's been a while, but they would have six, seven, eight people at times. Hard to believe. All right. So just on a like windows sake, yeah. uh, for listeners, we often talk about this guy, Isaiah Thomas, right. uh, who implemented yeah. this horrible driving equity bill yes. that has really handcuffed yeah. police. Are these to the left of Isaiah Thomas? Oh, by far. Wow. We're talking about bringing that into Philadelphia? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, and there's Jamie Gutierrez. She's for the safe injection site, so-called, out in West Philly. So they'll have three on city council that are picture Helen Gim. And I would say both of these people are a hair to the left of Helen Gim. A hair. It's hard to get much to the left of her. Now, let me ask you this. Being that the Democratic Party is as strong as it is in Philadelphia, but this working family party is making waves. Right. Do you think they can actually get anything done in council, or do you think the Democrats, the moderate Democrats, will team up against them and not, you know? Yeah, I think they'll try to, well, but they have three, and then you have Isaiah Thomas. He's fairly close. So depending on the issue, they'll, they'll be more radical. Is the Bay Window guy still around, too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, how far can they go? But they are going to shove the arena through. Every indicator that I have, they're going to do it. And they're going to tell Chinatown, oh, well, it doesn't matter here. You know? And one thing I think you also need to remind everyone is the council, what is it, councilmatic privilege? Yes, that that's that, right. That council, if you get enough working family members, it doesn't matter what the mayor is at that point. It's, you know, they can force through anything they want to force through the way that Philadelphia is set up. Yep. All right, so we got the side question going on. Beth Ann Rossica is going to be here just to take us around the horn, these school board races. I agree with her. People sometimes forget what, what's one of the lessons of COVID, how important these school boards are. I won't be looking at it first tomorrow night. Dan, where are you going to be looking at first? I'm going to be looking at the Supreme Court race for two reasons. Carolyn Carluccio is a much more elevated than this McCaffrey person. Two, it will tell me abortion didn't push them over the finish line if Coluccio wins. So that's where I'm going to be looking first. But second, I'm going to be looking at the Central Bucks school board uh, race yep. and the first seat i'm gonna look at karen smith (laughs) you know as someone who's hopefully uh you know gonna bring children into the world someday uh one of the things i'm most concerned about is sending them to public schools right after every everything we've seen so the thing i'm watching is i'm looking at all these purple suburbs that we have around philadelphia Mm -hmm. i think pennsylvania can be used as a microcosm to explain the rest of the country I'm seeing how how parents are responding to this school board races. And and are we going to trend towards this hyper-progressive CRT slash trans BS and vote more of those types in? Or are we going to, you know, return to normalcy to a degree? And I really hope we return to normalcy. But that's the election I'm going to be watching tonight because I think tonight's almost a canary in a coal mine of what's to come for schools. Uh, The Central Buck School Board race is actually being monitored by national analysts. So we'll talk to Beth Ann Rossica about that. But there's a bunch of others. There's West Chat. There's like a bunch of them. Just as a reminder, 
the power these have. If you control these school boards, if you have people on there, to Dan's point, that are not radicalized in the manner that we saw during COVID, you stand a good chance where you live that your tax dollars, if your kids are going to school or grandkids are going to school, and just in general, progressivism is not going to be out of control. But if the Karen Smiths of the world, like in Central Bucks and any of these other places, that Pensbury School District, for example, if they're allowed to run amok, then I don't care who the president is, where you live, there's going to be a lot of nonsense going on. She's at 130. But first, coming up, President Obama, everybody's complicity said over the weekend for what's happened in the Middle East. Now, when someone says that, that means they're the one that did the lion's share of this. Who's most responsible for what happened there? I would say Obama is at the front of the line. And when he surfaces and on the same weekend he lectures us about, well, here's Obama lecturing about income inequality. Now, remember, his guesstimated, it's at least this between he and his wife, is 70 million plus. That's what they're worth. You know, when you got a Martha Vineyard's estate there that's uh, blocks long, it's got to be worth 10 to 15 million right there. Here's what President Obama said at this gathering of all of his people for the 15th anniversary of when they first started, uh, talking about the capitalist system. Listen to this guy. But just because an economic system generates wealth and innovation, you didn't build doesn't that. mean it guarantees a good society. Because from the outset, turns out market-based systems have been compatible with slavery, oh, caste systems, colonialization. War, exploitation, corruption, fraud, autocracy, the poisoning of our natural environment. Fortunately, thanks to the accumulated efforts, bit by bit, of reformers and organizers and visionaries, not so different from many of you, some mostly democratic governments began to recognize the need to moderate capitalism's excesses especially after the Great Depression and World War II. Governments began making public investments in education and transportation, scientific research and and housing. They constructed a social safety net to protect at least some of their citizens from destitution. They granted workers the right to organize, passed laws to protect consumer and environment enacted policies designed to maintain the integrity of the financial system, to prevent monopolies and bring back, uh, bring the system back into balance. Let me ask, uh, Mr. President, and Jimmy, notice I still call him Mr. President, too. It's it's universal. Oh, former president. Yes. Hey, Jimmy, is it former President Obama? Let's be consistent there on Twitter. Come on, Jimmy. Come out of your lair. Put that in. He did. He did. Okay. Actually, before we even said it, 30 seconds ago, he said, Dom, it's former President Obama. <laughs> Consistency the guy has. Okay. I would ask the former president, is it excessive that you and your wife have $70 million? Is that excessive? It's not to me. Knock yourself out. That's capitalism. Everybody listening right now in America has a chance to be a millionaire someday. So what are you talking about here? 
Here's a, here there ought to be a law. If your worth, net worth, is over a million dollars, no, let's make that half a million. Shut up. You can't talk about income inequality then. I'm going to lower it to a half a million dollars. Just think of how many Democrats, what do you mean? I think almost all of them that are elected leaders, even Hunter Biden. I mean, he could just sketch on a napkin and a half a million by lunchtime. (laughs) Uh, should Should not be able to talk about income inequality. How in the world do you get away when you're worth that nobody ever asks? Well, you're worth, well, I'm talking about the system. I'm not talking about me. No, you're excessive by definition. He's getting applause, slavery, capitalism. The most freeing thing system in the history of the world. I wish I could raise a Winston Churchill from the dead to debate Obama <laughs> inside 30 seconds. And he'd say, I'm going back to my paintings. All right. 855-839-1210. You get in right now. He just a side question, too. You yeah. think Jimmy Matthews is a top five TSL? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 For for those, for those uh, yeah. in the audience, yeah. TSL is yeah. a term in radio for time spent listening. Yes, I wonder who. I mean, I think I mean we, Leslie's up in the TSL top oh, five. Yeah. I, think. I think we have people that listen ten to twelve hours a day easily. Yeah, I, but the high side might be fifteen. <laughs> they couldn't listen twenty twenty two. Like if you listen to us from six a.m. until seven p.m. Yes, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, yeah, you, that's you're probably uh, in the top five TSL. Oh yeah, yeah, thirteen hours. Come on now. 13 hours a day is all that we ask. I should be clear. This isn't something we actually know. Like, we yeah. don't have individual TSLs or anything. It's just us pontificating. <laughs> oh, but... Yeah, Jimmy Matthews definitely yeah. in there. Dom Giordano said 16 years ago at 8 o'clock in the morning the following. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Dom Giordano Show, 855-839-1210. Apparently, um... Look, it's not easy with uh, President Trump testifying today, but uh, this judge uh, was yelling at the Trump attorney, told her to sit down, Missy or something like that, <laughs> told uh, Trump to get under control or he'd have to get him under control. It's, it's a kangaroo court. This is on the so-called fraud thing. Um, the, so far in the testimony, as predicted, Don Jr. and Eric Trump basically said, you know, we pay accountants for this. They said this. The paperwork is there. They didn't get into anything of directly confirming the worth and all that stuff that went on. And I, I think uh, Trump said much the same thing today. Now, I'm not sure with Ivanka Trump why there's a sense she'll testify differently, given she's more out of that loop. Not sure what they're trying to um, uh, get into this, but... Uh, if Trump loses on this, his fear is most of his fortune will be curtailed. He won't be able to do business in New York, essentially. So this is a big financial risk. On the political side, it's gold. Reinforces the idea. These other people, like the Obamas, they came into the presidency with almost nothing. Now they're worth $70 million. I came in with billions, and now I might have only $1 billion. Dan, you had something there, right? No, no, I, I pulled it away. I was just uh, looking to see if I had the audio for Ivanka Trump here. Sorry about oh, okay. that. okay. But, but one thing I have is just I, I'm so frustrated. And I was watching Fox News this morning. Just the fact that this is a democratically elected judge who ran on the, the, the right. aspect of charging Trump. I, I just always had the oh, sense no, the that— the AG. The AG ran— Yeah, yeah AG. I'm yeah, sorry. Right. And she's Soros, big time. One of the star pupils of Soros. I just always had the system that our—the idea right. that in America our judicial system is supposed to right. be unbiased. And this is clearly the right. opposite of that. It's they're, they're trying to get the guy, back him into a corner with this, uh, you know, uh, hush. And, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think this is how it's supposed to be done, yeah. the judicial system. I would say that— um, she is a star pupil of um, Soros. But when you see the uh, attorney general in New York, as direct and out of control aggressive she is, just like Krasner, he's still, when it comes to grand strategy, he's still much more difficult than she is to beat. I mean, he, he is the real deal. You can see it, even though she's pretty good. This is like uh, Ted Williams stepping to the plate with Krasner. If you're going to defeat the enemy, you got to know what you're up against. And he, he is, big time. All right, now, President Obama says we're all complicit over the weekend at this big event. We are all complicit in what happened in the Middle East. And he said we should look at the history. We have to put into context a great man. If there's any chance of being able to act constructively to do something, it will require an admission of complexity and maintaining what on the surface may seem contradictory ideas what Hamas did was horrific, but there's no, and there's no justification for it. And what is also true that the occupation of what's happening is unbearable. What is also true is there's a history of the Jewish people that may be dismissed unless your grandparents or your great-grandparents or uncle can tell you stories about the madness of anti-Semitism. And on and on and on he goes. 
And the bottom line is, no, you were the one that gave Iran $6 billion. You were the one that allowed them to run amok. And how dare you bring everybody else into it that is just trying to get by? You were the one that was in charge. He said, no one's hands are clean. Everyone is to blame. And when you hear that, there's a good chance you're hearing from the person who is actually to blame. That's the way to look at it. How are we complicit in this? How is the United States complicit in this? Particularly all the money we gave to the Palestinian authorities to try to help people in Gaza. And look, I still maintain no one can tell you definitively. But I would put it this way. Significant numbers of people in Gaza still are supportive of Hamas in one shape or form. What significant numbers mean? It means approaching half or more. Yeah, well, what about all the people that are not? Well, it's too bad they're there. But you know what? To get at Hamas, Israel's going to have to take measures in which there are going to be civilians that are killed. I'm willing to state it directly. That's what's going to happen. You know it and I know it. And this idea uh, over the weekend, Bernie Sanders. um, Here's Bernie Sanders, Dan. Noted military expert, cut 11, Bernie Sanders. Well, this is what you got. It's, I think, clear to most people. What Hamas did, and Hamas is an awful terrorist organization, is they slaughtered 1,400 people in cold blood. Israel has a right to defend itself. But what Israel does not, in my view, have a right to do is to kill thousands and thousands of innocent men, women, and children who had nothing to do with that attack. So the immediate concern, Donna, to my mind, is we have got to stop the bombing now. All right. So what are they supposed to do? No, they have every right to do what they have to do in order to take Hamas out. That's what it comes down to. That's what the issue is. And all these humanitarian pauses and everything else are only strengthening them. I've seen now Israelis have these trained attack dogs going into the tunnels. And people are saying, well, you can't turn dogs loose on Hamas. What? Are you kidding me? I told you that Wonder Woman is going to screen in Hollywood uh, a film of the atrocities of Hamas, many of which they put up on their own social media. Going to be very. So this is not over. This is just heating up. And Democrats are at each other's throats in this because for too long they put up with these Hamas sympathizers, these terrorist sympathizers, these anti-Americans like the squad. And now, as the immortal reverend said, the chickens are coming home to roost. All right, coming up, we're going to take you around the league here a little bit with Beth Ann Rossica, highlight a few at least of the school board races. Now, we learned something in talk radio. If you had told me 20 years ago, school board races, not, yes. What did we learn during the Wolf shutdown and the nonsense? And we've seen the petty tyranny of these school boards. How many lawsuits, how many people have we brought you with some of them out there in the suburbs, like the Pensbury School District was one. But we've seen what's going on with Central Bucks. A million dollars is probably going to be spent in that race. Why are they doing this? Because they're worried. If they can't control these school boards, they cannot do their nonsense. That's what the point is. And they're flummoxed 
This this will indicate that the suburbs have regained control of their minds, that they're not suddenly all Philadelphia. If these go the right way tomorrow, particularly Central Bucks, Beth Ann is a top expert, as you know. I'm going to ask her what's on the line tomorrow in Central Bucks, for example. But there's several other prominent suburban school districts that were taken over by radicals. I mean, we have uh, talked at various times. We talked with one out there in Haberford about um, books that were banned by a left-wing school district that the Inquirer didn't cover and how she fought back. I think it was To Kill a Mockingbird. They don't like To Kill a Mockingbird, the book that has been voted number one by Americans. Why? Well, it's uh, saying that uh, the white characters are saviors in there, and we can't have that. My God. To Kill a Mockingbird. So... This is something that you have a big stake in wherever you are, wherever you vote. If you voted, you're going to vote today. I mean, whatever it is, make sure you do it. We'll get with Beth Ann next. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in, everyone. Dom to your Dano show. What are the stakes tomorrow across the board? Well, the big race, the Supreme Court race, and it'll tell us something about 2024 and abortion. It's on the ballot big time in Ohio. I'm also looking at Virginia. Trey Youngkin there. Can he turn both those houses? That would be a big tell about what's happening out there. But closer to home, Beth Ann Rossica. Education reporter at Broad and Liberty and someone with great organizing experience around these school board races is with us on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Beth Ann, welcome back in. Thanks, Dom. It's always great to be on the show. Well, Beth Ann, let's talk. What are the stakes in your view? And why is it that the Central Buck School Board race, uh, at least what we know now, is close to a million dollars spent on it? National coverage. Politico's written about it, it seems like a dozen times. What are the stakes tomorrow in Central Bucks? 
Well, as you know, Dom, the last election cycle, when I was working with Back to School PA, the political action committee that was started by Clarice Schillinger and Paul Martino, we supported the, the race then two years ago where they were able to flip that board to a Republican majority when it had previously been a Democratic majority. Paul Martino continues to be involved in that Central Bucks race because he and his wife live there. They are raising their children there. Their kids go to school there. And his wife, Arthi Martino, a brilliant woman who works at Google, she is running for school board there. And so I think that a lot of issues have come to the surface to really bring a national spotlight to that. And I think that the Republicans want to keep their majority because they've done really good work there the last several years. They've come under a lot of criticism. And the Democrats are desperate to do anything that they possibly can to try to flip some of those seats back. What I'm asking, though, know, a little bit broader before we go to some other races, what I'm saying is, though, if they win there, the Democrats, Karen Smith and the crew, that sends a message to me big time. It's not just about that's a very affluent, educated place. If we see uh, Dana Hunter and the others continue what I think is a methodical, good, great education, that sends a message, too. Absolutely, Dom. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that from my perspective, and I've been writing about school board races abroad in Liberty since the spring because we know how critical and how crucial these races are. What we've seen across suburban Philadelphia is that we not only don't have Republican majorities, but we have Democratic majorities to the point that there is no Republican or even a moderate voice on these school boards. In my own school district in Westchester, we have an eight Democrat, one Republican board. And you see that all over the place, these nine zero eight one boards that are completely unbalanced and really unhinged in many of their policies. And we've got to find a way to bring back balance to these boards so that the views of all of the constituents are reflected. Tradition East Town, another one, a nine zero Democratic board with no representation from parents who feel differently than these very, well, very uh, Let me challenge, challenge you and say, well, isn't that what the people in that community want? What are we missing here? Isn't that the will of the people, though, that it's nine to nothing in a place that's very affluent and educated? No, and I don't think so, Dom. I think that that's part of the problem. I think that the Democrats have been very well organized, mm -hmm. and they have worked very hard, and they've brought in money to be able to support some of these radical agendas. Because I'm not talking about your moderate, what used to be, you know, normal Democrats and their views on things. I'm talking about the very progressive social justice warriors that have an agenda to change the face of public education, they are not representative of, of, I think, the majority of people's views. But I don't think that enough people are paying attention to what's happening, and they're not researching these candidates to see what they really and truly stand for. And in the case of incumbents, they're not looking at what their votes have been over the last two or four years. So give us two other, in addition to Central Bucks, Bethany and Rossica with us. Westchester is one. Uh, you said it's it's what? It's eight to one in Westchester. That's one that people ought to take a look at some of the other candidates, not incumbents. What's the other one? Well, I think Tradiffer and Easttown is a great example. They're nine zero mm -hmm. and they have the Republicans have five amazing candidates running for these seats. And they have such a diverse 
slate of people. They have Rahina Morrow, a Latino woman. They have um, an Asian gentleman running. They have um, uh, Bogdan Rasta is an immigrant from another country. They have really great candidates that have diverse skills, diverse backgrounds, and would be a fantastic addition to that very, very close-minded board. That talking about litigation, Tradiffern Easttown has been the subject of a lot of litigation around right-to-know requests and not giving out information to parents um, that they've requested. So I think that's a really important race to look at and to see if they're able to make some headway to flip some of those seats. Uh, without a doubt. Now, uh, Bethann, do you look over into Jersey, at least in a broad sense? Uh, you know, I know you cover Pennsylvania that um, I'm told by people with a lot of expertise in the research I do. Parental rights in New Jersey has become the biggest issue. Democrats trying to counter with abortion in that this idea that what out of the hundreds of school districts there, only a handful will tell the parents if their kid wants to use different pronouns. Even if the kid's seven or eight, they'll essentially lie to the parents, covering up test papers, et cetera. So um, do you have a sense uh, in New Jersey that we're seeing a revolution there? Well, I think that it's not just New Jersey, Tom. I really do think that this is happening across the country. It's smaller in certain areas and bigger in other areas. But this is the number one issue right now across these school boards is this idea that when kids go to school, the school serves as in loco parenti, you know, in place of the parents. And what does that really mean? How much authority does that really give these school districts when these kids are in school? And I think that many parents have always taken that idea for granted that schools were supposed to keep our kids safe when they weren't in our care. But now it's gone so far the other degree that parents don't know what's being taught. They don't know, you know, what their kids are telling their teachers. The teachers aren't telling them what their kids are telling them. Um, There's a myriad of issues. And I think that many parents are really starting to wake up and say, hey, wait a minute. You know, these are my kids and I have a right to know. Not only do I have a right, it's, it's imperative that I know as their parent what's going on with them. So I do think that this is happening in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and really across the country. And if you believe that, as uh, persuadable voters even do, you know, the hardcore is not. And those that already see it are on the other side. But persuadable voters, when you tell them the stuff that you've written about and the stuff that we talk about here, they want to know, where do I go to vote to stop that? Well, where you go is take a look at your local school board race. That's where each vote has maximum impact. There is no question about that. And and this year in particular, you know, school board races in Pennsylvania happen every two years, and we're in this off-cycle election. So many people don't come out to vote because there's not a president or a governor or a senator on the ballot. But these are crucial, crucial races that parents and taxpayers, because it's not just parents' issues. Pennsylvania is one of the few states in the country that give the authority to school board directors to raise your taxes. And there is an act that allows them to raise taxes without your permission, without a referendum to the voters. They can raise your taxes without getting your permission to do that. And in fact, the Auditor General of Pennsylvania earlier this year put out a comprehensive audit of 12 school districts in the state. Westchester School District was one of them where he said that 
while the school districts, the school boards did not act illegally, they acted unethically and they raised taxes unnecessarily multiple times while having reserves that they could have used instead of tax increases and they were not good stewards of taxpayer dollars. These are real issues that people need to understand particularly for seniors on fixed incomes who are getting taxed out of their own homes, these school boards are raising taxes unnecessarily. And the only way to stop it, the only way to change it is to vote these people out and get responsible, fiscally-minded people elected to the school board who are going to do the right thing. Well put, uh, Beth Ann. We'll read you at Broad and Liberty. Thanks for the great work on this. And uh, let's see what happens across the board tomorrow. Thanks, Beth Ann. Thanks so much, Tom. Always a pleasure. Beth Ann Rossica at Broad and Liberty, someone with deep experience with these school boards. You saw it. We talked about the power in Harrisburg, but what about those school boards? You got the commissioners, right? That's the other one, too. I'm writing my column tomorrow night as all this breaks. And uh, the commissioners race out in Bucks County. There's a shot there to turn that back to Republicans. Think about what they've done there during, think of that Bob Harvey, Harvard, whatever. Harvard DeGras. Harvard DeGras guy is, yes. They're running a strange program, y'all. It's Dan time. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. With Dom. Yeah, that's right. It's that time of the afternoon when producer Dan takes over the Dom Giordano program for some Dan time with Dom. And Dom, I got to tell you, one of the favorite things that I have, uh, that I like to do is imagine being on this side of the microphone, what others are doing while they listen to us. I... I've always wondered, are people driving around? Are they working while listening to us? Are we distracting them from, uh, you know, pulling the correct lever? Is there going to be an explosion Uh-oh. if we say a certain thing? But earlier, I didn't do it. <laughs> have you ever had a weird story like that where you, someone was doing something? Because last week we played back on WIP. There was a caller who called in with the Cowboys hate. Uh, it was a police officer, and in the middle of his call, he had to pull over somebody. Yes. It made national oh, yeah, news. I've had, I've had stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, earlier we asked because uh, Jimmy Matthews, the guy that always loves to correct Dom about yeah. uh, calling President Trump, former President Trump, he wants him to call him that. Well, Dom said uh, President Obama, he corrected him, uh, even Lee saying former President Obama. But I said Jimmy has to be in our top five of TSL. That's time spent listening listeners. Uh, someone who listens to the station all day long. And you said, uh, why don't you contribute uh, as a listener if you're out there? Let us know how long you're listening. So Hassan Bin Sober, a huge tweeter of ours that we always mm-hmm. talk about. He says he listens 9 to 11 hours per Unbelievable. day. Unbelievable. Uh, Margaret Nalis, another big fan of the oh, show. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, the hubby and I listen to WPHG 12 in the background all day long from 6 until six a.m. until 7 p.m. Love the shows. And then on YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at 12 WPHD. We're always dining with Dom while we were dining. Robert wrote in. He says he listens from 6 a.m. until 3 p.m. Nothing against Zioli, but that's my bedtime. Sometimes <laughs> less, depending on physical therapy, doctor's visit. Oh, okay. Or just days when I want to listen to music or create art. And I ask Robert, you can't create art while listening to our beautiful there voices? There you go. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it should work you up. It should have you fired up. Yes. So I just wanted to get out some of those uh, great listeners contributing and making our show better. And thank you to all the listeners. It's uh, people after person after person joins us on the show to make the show what it is. So thank you. And uh, longer time spent listening. I mean, please, at Dom Show 1210, let us know what you're doing, too, while you're listening, because... That fascinates me. That's all I got for Dan time to Dom today, right, Dom. Thank you, Dan. Coming up, we're going to talk with Senator Mike Testa from the Jersey Shore, one of the main forces not only stopping Big Win, but now going after Murphy to get the 2 to $300 million. Where is it? Don't taxpayers get that money back, among other things.
I see the full statement now from George Norcross, and it's even more intriguing here, Dan, about what he's alleging. He's saying, hey, put your hands on me. You were a non-police. You can't do that if you're a security person. Look, uh, we all know or we have questions about what the NFL has done before about political statements. That was the rub. And there is an open question if this were some other flag or something put out there from the luxury box. But I, I would t- I, I'm reading something here from um, the commentary up on Twitter when he posted his statement. These people that put up um, these Eagles sports fans and whatever, okay, they are uh, temperamentally kind of moderate Democrats or even more Democrats, and they don't seem to like, they think, the statement of support of Israel and the United States is controversial. All right. Now, who's that controversial to? Is that really controversial to people in Philadelphia? Apparently, Philadelphia is so backward that it is. I would argue it is. So do the Eagles have a consistent policy? Or what are they afraid of here? And uh, I think a lot of people are saying, and I, I understand, I've had personal dealings with the brother, right? They're saying, well, you know, this guy's got a luxury box. I can't put a sign up. He's draping a sign from there. And some don't like the U.S. flag and the Israeli flag together in one statement. I, I don't think that's appropriate either. I hate to be that guy, but three years ago, you had a league that was enabling political yes. protest from right. the players. Yeah. And, and now, now you have something like this where it doesn't uh, you know, agree with everybody, and that's why... Uh, well, and I'll give you the answer to that. With the NFL, I mean, look, I understand it. It's crack cocaine. Yesterday, people are... If you told them the Eagles are playing Dallas again tonight, oh, my God, where do I go? I'll give you a million dollars to see it again. They can't get it. There's something about football in Philadelphia that's crazy. And my answer to what you said is... Well, the NFL had to do that because they need the players. These are special. You can't just cut everybody. These people have unbelievable. You're not going to find Jalen Hurts is walking down the street. The fans, they're going to tell you what they want you to do and when you want to do it. And guess what? You're going to do it. That's what it comes down to. When you have to pay a seating license to buy a ticket to a game after the seating license, Dan, how in the world did yeah. people put up with that? Because... America and people in Philadelphia will do anything for football. And this is Kenny's box that they're in. It's the mayor's box, and you can sublet it. Okay, meaning so, you so, can so pay the mayor for it. gets it automatically because the Philadelphia Eagles yes. have some kind of city yes. agreement. Yeah, okay. but Kenny was in another box, Novacare box or something, <laughs> and they asked Kenny to go in and calm down. Norcross and asked him to take down the Israel sign. Did you imagine having a choice between which box you want to sit in? Well, I thought they would at least get some Israeli representative or something to go in to talk to him. And right in the middle of all that, Chris Christie. I can't say he had too many hot dogs in his hands to intervene, but (laughs) you might suspect that. Hey, can I ask you one more thing for yeah. Dan time? I, yeah. I forgot I wanted to bring this up. I, there was just another kind of... She loves salsa. Yeah, salsa there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Another, oh, another kind yeah, of Wagner's moment. Yes. Yeah, you, you yeah. told me about this. I just want your opinion. How, how much does this matter when a guy right. like Dave McCormick, uh, who's running for Senate, comes out and says something like this? Thought you guys needed to be introduced to Yangling. Yeah. Yangling beer. Thought you guys needed to be introduced to Yangling. No! Yeah. Yangling Exactly. Beer. He's on a podcast with these guys. I'm not sure if they're Pennsylvania, but he brings beer... Then he calls it yangling. The answer, Dan, 
I'm betting right now they will spend five to ten million dollars of ads <laughs> on nothing else. They're going to play into the outsider thing again, and it, it it troubles me. How could a guy this polished go around saying Yangling? He's every bit as much of a Pennsylvanian as you and I. Well, you're a trans as I am. And Bob Casey Jr. is just this tepid son of a great guy, the last good Democrat, Bob Casey Sr. Yet somehow or another, he knows it's yangling. It's not yangling. thought you guys needed to be introduced to yangling. Yeah. And, there, and there are yangling. people listening saying, we shouldn't uh, expose what uh, Dave McCormick did there. I don't understand. At least Dr. Oz parachuted in. He's not a Pennsylvanian. I know how you can twist this. Yeah. Just say it's a Pennsylvania Dutch pronunciation. <laughs> That's You know what? If he goes there with that, Dan, it's going to get even worse. I mean, my God. You guys needed to be introduced to Yangling. Yeah. Yangling beer. He's from western Pennsylvania. He's a paratrooper. (laughs) Played high school football. But no, he's got everything about Pennsylvania you want. I'm shocked. How would he say Yangling? All right. We're going to talk with Mike Testa next here on Forced Era on Talk Radio 1210. Dom G. Weekdays, noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024.